save big money on plant protection supplies. Now at Menards. Defend your garden with Triazicide Insect Killer. Its fast-acting formula protects lawns, vegetables, and many other plants. It kills more than 260 insects by contact, above and below ground. Choose from ready-to-spray, concentrate, or granular. Save big money on Triazicide Insect Killer at Menards. And check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. Before sunrise, Burn Dairy and Deli is preparing to fuel your day with hot coffee, donuts, muffins, breakfast sandwiches, and other morning staples. For lunch, grab a giant deli sandwich made the way you like it. Pizza, wings, wraps, or a fresh salad. Plus, something to wash it down. Then pick up dinner or a sweet treat and other pantry essentials. Now you can get your Burn Dairy and Deli favorites delivered with DoorDash. All day, every day, you can count on Burn Dairy and Deli. It's all good. Hi, this is Jay Billis of ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. The ML Sports Platter back with you all over the major platforms like Spotify, Stitcher, Deezer, Google, Apple, you name it. Go ahead and download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. We are brought to you in part by our great friends over at Bet Online. That's right, Believe in Bet Online, partnering up together. And hey, you know what? They have way more stuff than just football uh, this Super Bowl season. From scored totals, player performance props, where the next fired coach is going to land Bet online is the number one spot for all things NFL betting in 2022 and beyond football for basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC odds, and more. And hey, sign up today and receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. That's B-L-E-A-V to get started. BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V to get started. It's the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. Bet online where the game starts. We're also brought to you in part by the Allen Angus Pub, our good friends over at Welch & Company Jewelers, Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company, and Stanley Law Offices. Together, they'll work to get you the maximum award. We're into that season hardcore now, aren't we? I mean, it's it's NFL draft time, man, right? Like, <laughs> it's uh, uh, mock drafts galore. Uh, a, a lot of them really started during the postseason. Obviously, a lot of teams... And this is what makes the mock draft so uh, popular in addition to 400 other things, is that as the postseason goes, the second your team's eliminated, or in the regular season when your team is not in playoff contention, um, and many know that at a very early stage, some know it in, you know halfway through the year, others know it late in the year, whatever the case may be. But as we go on with time, there's more and more teams that get eliminated, which then adds to more conversation pieces uh, as far as you know, where to go um, and uh, you know who to pick and 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 who's going where in terms of trades and all that sort of thing. So um, I want to just focus in on like my early 2022 first round mock, mock draft, um, and it kind of has a little bit to do with two things. One, um, you know, let's be honest right now, uh, the 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 Super Bowl is is over. Um, and the Senior Bowl is over. So I, I wanted to kind of focus in on some different things, and I know many people have kind of broken some things down 
with regard to you know the the mock drafts um uh you know after watching a lot of the the seniors participate at the senior bowl um and I'm just going to kind of go through um a few thoughts and some ideas that I have some teams that might be looking to trade up or down you know the Jaguars get the top pick again and we know that their defense is absolutely horrendous uh, they've got to get some kind of difference maker um, on defense. In fact, there's a lot of those teams out there, even contenders like the Buffalo Bills who need to have a guy on defense who's just an absolute force, who just disrupts plays every single time out. And you know what? That guy, at least right now, um, you know, looking at the 30,000-foot uh, landscape from up above, it's Kayvon Thibodeau. I mean, I don't know as if there's a better – um, you know, edge rusher in this draft. I don't know if there's a better player in this draft. Um, and he just can do it all. I mean, it, you know, it benefits from a polished repertoire. Uh, he's got the moves, the physical skill set. He can, you know, play at multiple different sides. You can rush him from the left, rush him from the end, rush him from the inside. Um, I think he's going to be a star in this league, and Jacksonville would do themselves a grand favor by taking Kayvon Thibodeau number one. I think they will... Uh, do that. Uh, the Detroit Lions now, um, you know, again, these teams are up at the top of the draft uh, first round for a, a very good reason. They stink. They need a lot of help in a lot of spots. And Detroit is extremely, extremely lacking in the defensive department, just like uh, many other teams are. And I see them going with Aiden Hutchinson at Michigan. How about that, right? He goes from the Wolverines to Detroit, stays in the same state. And listen, there are few more perfect situations of player, head coach, and team, um, you know, than the terror that he is off the edge uh, from just up the road in uh, in in in, in, uh, in Ann Arbor. Um, Hutchinson's in play uh, to go, I think, for the top pick, but I, I think that uh, Thibodeau's probably the overwhelming favorite for Jacksonville, at least from everything that I've been reading. Um, you know, the Houston Texans at number three are very interesting. I could see them trading out of this spot. In fact, the next few picks I could see, uh, well, a couple picks out of the next few, I could see teams trade now. Um, if the Texans keep the pick, uh, they probably should go O-line. Um, Ikem Ekwonu uh, with NC State. Ikem Ekwonu, I think is how you pronounce that, offensive lineman. Um, he was, uh, he's just a freak in terms of his measurements and, um, you know, the scouting combine, scouting combine his chart's going to look unbelievable. He's going to just test off the charts. Um, and I think it'd be a safe pick for the Texans. Um, I don't know if it would be an overwhelmingly amazing pick. Maybe they should learn from the Cincinnati Bengals not taking a powerful, you know, offensive tackle in Panay Sewell and instead taking a just absolute a game-breaker in Jamar Chase instead. Of course, it makes it a little easier when you have Joe Burrow uh, to make those decisions as well because you need an absolute – listen, if you've got an elite quarterback, you have to have a number one. Um, you know, Matt Stafford's learning that right now. Like, damn, like in, in Detroit, you know, I mean, yeah, he had Megatron for a little while, but, um, you know, he's got a one, he's got a two, he's got a three, you know, in L.A. And, and I've always said with the quarterback position, you know, it's 50-50 in the, in, in the NFL in terms of your success. 50% is all the stuff that goes on outside of what your play is, meaning front office and structure, ownership, how good is the coaching, injuries that you can't control, um, you know, how the team is constructed from the draft, how much support you have, right? Like, is your defense good 
and, and can give you a couple of opportunities to get back on the field and score. Then the other half of it is the quarterback. Are you making uh, you know, others better? Are you getting better? Are you putting the work in? Um, you know, things of that nature. In Buffalo, Josh Allen is the best example of this because he came in, you know, bad completion percentage, he's a total project, blah, blah, blah. But he has gradually, every single year, worked with the proper people, Jordan Palmer and company, in terms of getting better while the entire franchise has built some stability uh, and now even losing Brian Dable. It's an instant promotion for Ken Dorsey. Uh, you know, so they bring in Joe Brady, a nice, a nice voice there. Uh, they've had continuity, a D coordinator with Leslie Frazier. Sean McDermott's been head coach for a few years now. The ownership has been the same. So that's one of the prime examples in the NFL when, you know, 50% that you as a quarterback knew equals 50% elsewhere. Uh, Davis Mills is going to be interesting because, you know, he's not an elite quarterback. He can still win some football games. Um, you, you know, is that enough to go get a playmaking guy, a dynamic player, uh, in this draft, like a Drake London from USC, for example, um, you know, is it worth you know going way sky high and getting like a Chris Olave from um, from Ohio State, who's projected kind of in the middle of the draft? Um, I'll stick with the lineman here in Aquanu for NC State, um, but I could see Houston doing a lot of different things here. I could see him keep keeping the pick, taking an OL, keeping the pick, taking a, a playmaker, keeping the pick, taking an edge rusher. Um, maybe George Karlaftis from Purdue. Um, but I, I see this situation here with Houston being very interesting. You know, if they trade down, they could collect a few more picks. Um, could be fascinating here. You know, there might be a team that really wants to get up to the number three spot to get their guy, and Houston should absolutely be answering the telephone on that. The New York Jets pick at number four. I think they'll go defense. Robert Sala, um, you know, definitely wants to improve some things, especially in the secondary. It's a horrendous secondary. They got torched all year. It's rare, by the way, that a safety is worth a top five pick, but I think that he, Kyle Hamilton, the safety out of Notre Dame, uh, with his size and his coverage range and his ability to just pound people, I think he could really be a beneficiary for the New York Jets. Uh, let's watch that. I could also see the Jets going edge rusher. I could see him Hell, taking another wide receiver to help Zach Wilson out, you know, so I could see him going in a couple different directions. The Giants, they have to improve along both lines, defensive and offensive, and George Karlaftis really does improve uh, their defensive line play, a uh, big-time motor. He can line up all over the place, just like Thibodeau to a degree, just like Aiden Hutchinson, and he has high marks uh, across the board at Purdue. Um, super versatile. And you know how it goes in the NFL these days. You have got to just constantly chase all these mobile quarterbacks. And in the NFC East, it is no different. You're chasing Jalen Hurts. You're chasing Dak Prescott. You need to have who knows what's going on with the stupid commanders. But um, you know that, 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 that is something that's happening all over the NFL. And that's why defense, I think, in this draft is going to be a premium. Because not only is it a rich draft for defensive players up front, tackles and edge rushers um not only is it that that you know is that the case but again look at the league you know you have to stop somebody eventually you know uh offense wins no doubt but if you play just good enough defense you, you win another game in the postseason I mean if the Buffalo Bills coaching hadn't given cushion to Kelsey and Hill uh they may be played would have well they would have played in the AFC title game and they and they might have played in and won the Super Bowl 
right? Um, you have a situation with uh, uh, Kansas City Chiefs. They're up 21-3, 21-10, getting the ball back at, at, you know, at the start of the second half, and they literally couldn't score again. And Cincinnati tightened up on defense. Uh, that, that, you know, they get a turnover or two, ba-boom, off you go, and the offense keeps scoring, and then you, you, you're slugging back and forth. You win, um, you know, you get a turnover in overtime, you kick a field goal. Defense, defense, defense. You have to have some of it. Uh, it's not defense wins championships anymore, but it's defense helps win championships. And if you can get enough, you're going to be okay. Uh, let's see Carolina here. You know, again, I think ownership would love to sort out the quarterback position or Matt Rule would love to go offensive line here. Um, but Drake London from USC may be too much of a turbo wide receiver, you know, game-breaking guy with size and catch radius. Um, you know, he can post up in the end zone to him. He's a really good red zone target. Uh, it's going to be hard to not take him at number six. I think the team in Carolina has really, if you think about it, since Steve Smith, uh, you know, retired uh, or left, I should say, um, man, they just have not had a number one, right? And I think Sam Darnold really, really needs a guy there uh, to be his premier number one. Uh, the Giants in a trade from Chicago, they have the seventh pick. Again, they need to shore up both front lines. I could see them going offensive line here, maybe an Evan Neal at Alabama. By the way, Evan Neal, the offensive lineman from Alabama, is so good that I could actually see him going number three. I could see him going even if Jacksonville Jacksonville could surprise us and say, hey, we want to keep protecting Trevor Lawrence and take an O-lineman number one. Uh, I wouldn't do that only because I think Kayvon Thibodeau and Aiden Hutchinson both, I think, should go number one and two. I just think they're that much of a difference maker. I thought Aiden Hutchinson deserved a serious look at the Heisman Trophy. Um, you know, let's see what the Giants do here. Evan Neal seems like too good of a fit as an offensive lineman. We know that they're working a lot of the system, trying to kind of maybe copycat the Buffalo Bills in terms of bringing Joe Shane over, who brings Brian Dable over, who brings, um, you know, a, a, a lot of that from the Bills and an assistant coach in its own right. Um so let's see what happens here with, with the G-men. Um, you know, could be a Tyler Linderbaum situation if Neil is gone, but Neil is just, man, few guys are built like this guy, and I'll tell you what, man, uh, the Giants need help up front, period, end of discussion on both sides. I see him going D-line, then O-line with the first two picks. Atlanta Falcons, Derek Stingley Jr. from LSU, who is a cornerback uh, in most years, Probably would be a no-brainer to be the first corner taken, uh, but he's got some injuries and you know his inconsistent team play make things a little bit less clear. I think coming into the draft, but the Falcons, you know what? Uh, I think they would benefit you know from having him fall uh, in their lap. I don't think there's any question about uh, about that. Um, you know, he he's a guy who's obviously got an unbelievable uh, football pedigree, playing in the SEC, playing on the big stage, LSU, etc. Uh, just a tremendous, tremendous athletic presence. And, um, you know, he can, I think, come in and start right away as a starter, like a Patrick Sertan, like an Eric Stokes did last year, and feel comfortable being out, um, you know, on an island with some of the number ones around the NFL. So uh, corner makes sense for the Falcons. Uh, they need maybe some help on the O-line as well. Maybe Tyler Linderbaum is a good pick there for them. They could go edge rusher because they're missing a lot of guys there. Atlanta needs a lot of help. Atlanta... This year played, I thought, better 
than they would, uh, but there are missing pieces there, and they just can't get over the hump until they get those pieces, and how long are you going to keep the window open for Matt Ryan? Um, you know, Tyler Linderbaum, I'm going to go with him at number nine as a safety pick for the Denver Broncos. Again, a lot assume <laughs> it's going to be all on Aaron Rodgers here, right? On the, or on Broncos management to decide on Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers, um, you know, let's be honest. If, if Denver wants to get Aaron Rodgers, they're going to have to give up that number nine pick and they're going to have to give up the number one pick the year after. And they're going to have to give up multiple twos. Maybe they're going to have to give up three ones for the next three years, you know, use the Rams model and say, screw it. We have a chance to get Aaron Rodgers with our uh, current situation, with our roster, we can go win the Super Bowl. You know, our defense is set, right? It's a really, really good defense. The offense has playmakers galore, Cortland Sutton, Fant, you name it, great running game. One of the best offensive lines in football. Um you know, if you go get Aaron Rodgers, you go get him, but you do have to give up that number nine pick. Assuming that they don't do that, um, I could see him going a couple different ways. O-line, edge, um, maybe they could, you know, maybe they go quarterback. Maybe they take Kenny Pickett. Maybe they take Matt Corral. Maybe they take Malik Willis. I'll tell you a little bit more about Malik Willis shortly. Uh, I saw him play at the Carrier Dome uh, this past fall against Syracuse. Um, so Linderbaum seems to make sense. If you can get Aaron Rodgers for a couple of your own players and then a couple of first-rounders next year or the year after, although I don't think anybody would accept that deal, but if you can maneuver something and, and just load up one, I guess, first-rounder next year and, like, two twos this and next, uh, two threes this and next, I, I mean, does that get it done? I don't know. Depends on how desperate uh, Green Bay is to get rid of him. Uh, and, and what kind of a haul they might want. I just, I just see Aaron Rodgers as a guy who would demand at least, at least two number ones, uh, and that's not, and that's before you even look at all the other, the other picks in the rounds, right? So, um, but if, if you can get Rodgers and not give up somehow, you know, in, in a magical world, that number nine pick in the first round, I think you go O line. I think that would make a lot of sense in terms of uh, just getting more protection for him. Linderbaum is is a really good offensive lineman. From the Big Ten, he can block in a myriad of different ways. I mean, he can block zone, he can blame, uh, he can block and cross over, uh, he can do a lot of different things. Jets number ten pick from the Seattle Seahawks. I see him go edge rusher here if available. David Ajabo um, is a really nice player for for Michigan. Uh, he's the other half of the Wolverines pass rush, uh, and he's just kind of scratching the surface. I think he's kind of you know a little bit of a project, but he can do anything physically. Um, you know, made some major plays. Uh, he's an upper tier guy off the edge potentially, and I think the New York Jets would really do themselves a favor if they went edge here. Um, and again, you have to chase around Josh Allen in the AFC East. You got to go around, and you know, there's Mahomes, there's Herbert, there's Burrow, there's Lamar. Uh, so you got to get it done, man. You know, you got to get it done in a big, big way. Before I continue here, folks, a message from NordVPN. That's right. Grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash believe or use the code believe, that's B-L-E-A-V, B-L-E-A-V to get up to 70% off your NordVPN plan plus one additional month for free. It's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guaranteed. All right, let's move on here. Uh, Minnesota, excuse me, Washington football team at 11. I think they go quarterback. I think they go quarterback no matter what. they got to figure that situation out. Uh, what a difference a year makes for Kenny Pickett, huh? 
I mean, he was a day three selection to the first quarterback off the board um, after the Senior Bowl. His stock is rising, quarterback out of Pittsburgh, and he's got grit, he's got determination. Uh, we'll see, you know, if you bring him in, do you kind of have a um, a buy-in on the upside as an upgrade over Tyler, Taylor Heineke? That, that, that's one thing you have to kind of look at. Taylor Heineke is serviceable. He ain't going to get to the next level. I don't know if Kenny Pickett will, but Washington, they have a solid roster. They're going to get Chase Young back from injury. They have some solid guys there. They're not that far away from a playoff berth and maybe even making some noise in the postseason. Remember, they gave Tampa Bay hell last year in the playoffs for a good amount of time. Uh, I see him going quarterback no matter what, and I think Pickett goes first off the board to the Washington football team, used to be now Commanders. Idiotic. They should have kept the football team name. I think we were all getting used to it, right? Uh, the Vikings at number 12. Interesting deal here. This is the last year of the Kirk Cousins contract, which is just strapped them, and there's no way he'll be back after this upcoming year. The organization's moved on from that coach, moved on from the GM, and Kirk Cousins will be next. And I think they're going to go quarterback. I think they're going to take Matt Corral. Uh, again, a lot of things could change. I may or may not do another one or two of these things um, you know, before the draft, but Corral's dynamic. He's a dynamic passer, uh, certainly brings some kind of an it factor um, that the Vikings don't have. So be on the lookout for Matt Corral at number 12. Cleveland Browns, mm, boy, do they need some more playmakers. Kevin Stefanski's offense, obviously trying to turn that into a juggernaut. And after the OBJ mess this season, um, they need to get a guy in there who's going to be instant impact. I think they go right to Chris Olay, the wide receiver out of Ohio State. Baltimore Ravens at number 14. Boy, Lamar Jackson keeping him upright is big. Let's see them go offensive line now. Who's going to be available? I don't know. But Kenyon Green from uh, Texas A&M, an offensive lineman, could be a very, very good fit there. Um, you know, after this lineman, you know, there aren't many guys left in the draft. Uh, Charles Cross out of Mississippi State is a good offensive tackle, but I don't think he would move up that high on the boards between now and the NFL draft, so I'm going to stick with Kenyon Green from Texas A&M. Mm -hmm. Philadelphia Eagles from the Miami Dolphins at number 15. I think the Philadelphia Eagles want to get guys who can control the middle of the field, who are really good tacklers and shore up some of the fundamentals on defense. And there's nobody better than Devin Lloyd at that, the linebacker out of Utah. The linebacker corpse has been below average for a long time in Philadelphia. And look, they've got back-to-back -back picks here. So they could go linebacker, linebacker. Uh, N'Kobe Dean out of Georgia is a heck of a one, too. Uh, he's a athletic stud, you know, kind of reminds you of the Kyle Duger, uh, you know, framework. Uh, and resume. Uh, they're capable of dropping into coverage, covering tight ends, uh, playing some zone, etc. They're as capable of doing that as they are bringing down a dual threat quarterback. And I could see the Eagles going back-to-back -back linebacker. If they don't do that, don't be surprised to see either Lloyd or Dean taken at number 15 and then getting more help for uh, 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 Jalen Hurts on offense. Or, I'll tell you what, man, Jordan Davis at number 17, a defensive tackle. How sick would it be if the Philadelphia Eagles just went right to the well, went right to Georgia, and took N'Kobe Dean at linebacker and Jordan Davis at D-tackle? And look, the Chargers at number 17, they have had awful, awful run defense for quite a while and, and a lot of associated issues up front and center. 
um, and they slipped out of the playoff picture. And that defense has to stop people on third down. They are they're just a horrible third down defense. Davis is a big time load up the middle, right? He can solve a lot of the problems the Chargers have overnight. But the Philadelphia Eagles, I'm telling you, with back to back picks, if they're both available, I I would go. I think they're going to take either linebacker at 15. And then at 16, it'll be either a linebacker again, and then I don't know. It'll either be help for Hertz. Maybe they'll go, you know. Maybe they'll go Jordan Davis. I don't know. But you know, if I'm the Eagles, I go Georgia, Georgia. I take Dean. I take Davis. Bring in that combination from a championship defense. Build with it. They know each other and start to really, really, really get better and and maybe potentially dominant defensively. Um, should the linebackers go right to Philly, I would say Jordan Davis probably goes to the LA Chargers. Number 18, New Orleans Saints. I think they need a playmaker. Um, you know, Garrett Wilson at wide receiver. Um, you know, I, he could slip that far. I actually think he was the best wide receiver uh, on the Buckeyes. He is tailor-made to score touchdowns. That's all this guy does. Uh, Big-time deep threat. He can run any route. Uh, could be a good pickup too if you know the Eagles wanted him to help the offense as well. Uh, but I got Garrett Wilson going to the New Orleans Saints. Eagles with another pick at number nineteen. I see him going defense at least twice, maybe all three times. And there's a couple of guys you have to look at: Trent McDuffie, a corner out of Washington, who is very physical. Uh, he's a good plug and play guy. Tremendous depth piece for someone um, you know in this mid to late round area. Um, Philadelphia could look at Ahmad Gardner out of Cincinnati, the cornerback, uh, lost out on the Thorpe award as the best defensive back to his teammate, Kobe Bryant, because he was so good that teams really didn't look his way. Right. I mean, that happens a lot in college and pro football where, uh, you know, the number two guy doesn't get enough credit because he doesn't get enough targets to defend against. Um, I'll tell you what, the Eagles, they need a defensive overhaul. They could add another stud piece with, uh, a, a corner who has shut down potential in Trent McDuffie or Ahmad Gardner. Uh, I would see them going corner in that spot. I think Pittsburgh Steelers look at the quarterback position. Um, will it be Malik Willis? Will it be Desmond Ritter? Uh, will both Pickett and Corral be gone? If Pickett or Corral are both, one or, one is available, um, I would see say that they would take that quarterback. Um, if both are somehow mysteriously available at 20, I can see the Pittsburgh Steelers just going right with Pittsburgh, right? It's kind of like the Detroit Lions, Aiden Hutchinson thing. Like, you know, let's just take the guy right next door uh, who's a stud. He's a great fit, blah, blah, blah. Um, Kenny Pickett would be great for the Steelers, too, because he buys into, you know, the grit, the determination, the blue-collar work ethic. Uh, he's got the ethos. Um, there's just a lot going on there, I think, a great fit. But I don't think he'll be available. And so how about Desmond Ritter, the quarterback out of Cincinnati in this spot? He's far from a finished product, but his arm is – is, is potentially elite, physical attributes, really, really good. And uh, he could really have a really good pro career. I mean, there's no question about it. Uh, who knows what the Eagles do? Again, they take a corner at 19, then it's Ritter at the Steelers at 20. Whatever corner doesn't go at 19, at 21, Cincinnati Bengals uh, taken uh, this this club, um, no doubt about it. Uh, excuse me, the New England Patriots. Uh, New England Patriots, uh, I, I think, could... Uh, be definitely a, a team that would uh, I cuz I don't think t- with Cincinnati with the way this thing has looked um it's going to be really really interesting um to see uh you know how much Cincinnati with a with a Super Bowl run you know how 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 much is this team really going to want to 
shore up on on the defensive side of things, right? I mean, I just don't, I don't know, man. It's going to be a really, really interesting one. Um, the Bengals were uh, potentially going to be around that, oh, I don't know, you know, that 20 to 23 or 4 spot. New England at 21, um, I, I, I could see definitely, um, you know, definitely a corner going there. Daxton Hill, the safety out of Michigan, has been rumored uh, to go there as well. I, I read a mock draft that had Trey McBride, the tight end of Colorado State, going to New England, which was just hysterical to me, considering that they just blew weight. They overpaid, clearly, for Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry. But, man, why would you bring in a third tight end there and waste that? Um, and you know what? Bill Belichick has been, in the past, not very good at drafting skill players. Um, we'll see what happens moving forward, but... I don't know, man. This is going to be a this is going to be an interesting one for New England because they do need help for for Mac Jones. They need maybe a playmaking wide receiver. You know, do you beef up the O line a little bit too? I don't know. Could you go corner and Andrew Booth from Clemson? Mm, tough call. Vegas Raiders number twenty two. I got them taking O line. Um, I think you're going to have Charles Cross out of Mississippi State being one of the steals in this draft. He'll slide. You've got Trevor Penning and the buzz there. But the Raiders need offensive line help as many as they can get in the draft. And I think at that point, it's best player, best fit for them. Offensive tackle, Charles Cross, checks a lot of boxes. Uh, crosses a lot of boxes. How about that? Uh, let's move on here to number 23 in the Arizona Cardinals. But uh, before we do that, I do want to tell you folks about our friends from Masterworks. That's right, Believe in Masterworks. What I'm about to tell you, it might shock you, but the greatest quarterback of all time is not just a GOAT on the field. He's a GOAT when it comes to investing, too. Stocks, crypto, even art. And now you can invest like the GOAT with Masterworks. Hey, Masterworks is the investing platform that lets you buy shares representing an investment in art form like uh, Picasso. These are icons, right? Like Picasso, Monet, and others. Art prices actually outpace the S&P 500 by 164%. From 1992 to 2021. In fact, early investors already received over 30% IRR in 2020 and 2021 from the sale of just two paintings. This is your opportunity to join 300,000 other members and invest like the GOAT. Plus, you can get priority access with your game day promo. And all you have to do is go to masterworks.art slash believe. That's masterworks.art slash B-L-E-A-V. That's masterworks.art slash believe. See important disclosures at masterworks.io slash disclaimer. All right, moving on. Arizona Cardinals, secondary, flip a coin here. I mean, who's available? Booth, Trent McDuffie out of Washington, high risk, high reward with either. I'll take Andrew Booth in this spot. Dallas Cowboys, God knows they need corner help. Dallas Cowboys, again, very intriguing here. Would they grab a corner if available um, to put on the other side of Trevon Diggs? Um, probably, you know, probably uh, I could see that happening. Um, they're a team that really needs more help, more depth at that corner position. Um you know, and and I think, you know, the way Jerry Jones has been drafted, I actually give him a lot of credit uh, for his drafting. I don't give him credit for uh, Mike McCarthy and that hire. That was, you know, what a, what a, what a blunder that was. Um, but if available there, I think that the, the they'll go corner, hoping that these guys are available, right? I mean, hoping that the Cowboys 
um, you know, ho- hoping that, that, that McDuffie is available for the Cowboys um, in there at the number 24 spot. Uh, I think they go secondary or O-line in this spot, um, you know, slipping a little bit. You know, if, if, McDuff- if McDuffie slips all the way, um, you know, that means that obviously up ahead, maybe a Daxton Hill is available as a safety for Dallas, a guy who could maybe be an interchangeable part. Um, you know, again, I, I think that the Eagles really, with having those back-to-back middle picks, I think they really do dictate uh, quite a bit uh, in, in that spot. Um, you know, Jamison Williams out of Alabama could be a really intriguing pick uh, as we move forward for some of these teams. Um, I could see the Raiders maybe even making a move there uh, just to get some more offensive talent, right? Um I would expect Dallas, though, to go secondary, and it's just going to be who the best available corner uh, I think they would probably take. The Bills in there at number 25, um, you know, they need a lot of help, obviously, uh, on the defensive uh, front line. They have a lot of good interchangeable parts, guys who are still developing, Epinesa, Basham, uh, Greg Rousseau. I could see Hughes and Addison not being back. I think you cut Starla Tulele at Oliver Blossom last year as a potential superstar in this league. Uh, still a long way to go f- to be, uh, you know, just wreaking havoc on every single play, but did take a monster jump in 2021. They're hoping that he can be uh, just a complete uh, offensive wrecker uh, uh, in 2022. Um, did they go D-tackle after they cut Starla Tulele? Devontae Wyatt out of Georgia is the guy. I got the Bills pegging. He went from being a first-rounder to a must-have first-rounder after the senior bowl practices. Uh, that was before the ankle injury and all the rest, but I think the Bills could target him. I could also see Brandon Bean trading out of this spot um, simply based upon the fact that maybe they can load up with number uh, second-round and third-round picks because this is the final year before that Allen contract kicks in and the Bills are going to be battling the cap like crazy, even cutting people. Even cutting people and not bringing people back. Don't bring. Let's say they don't bring back uh, Hughes, Addison. They cut Beasley, cut Latulale, right? Like they cut a couple other people. That still only is about fifteen to twenty million. And Isaiah McKenzie is a guy who I think they should bring back. He's going to want four or five million dollars this year. So there's a lot going on with the Bills. And again, this is the life in the NFL. They just blew a golden opportunity to try and make a Super Bowl. Uh, you know, with that thirteen second just gaff by. Leslie Frazier and Sean McDermott giving Travis Kelsey and, and, and Tyreek Hill all, all that cushion. You know, bing, bing, uh, timeout, timeout, unbelievable. Timeouts left, and they still did this. Uh, and then the field goal to to tie it and then go into overtime, and then they obviously won it. So, um, you know, and, and if they had won that game, they'd be, they would have been in the AFC Championship game and, you know, possibly playing for a Super Bowl. So um, the Bills, the Bills, it, it, it's going to be a long offseason in Western New York. Tennessee Titans at number 26. I think at this point you probably have to look at wide receiver. Now, I don't know who's going to be available, but I've already said Olave's gone. I've already said that Drake London's gone. Is it Jamison Williams here? Um, I'm going to go with, with, with Williams in this spot. Um, why? Because I think there's major upside, even though he did tear his ACL in the national championship game. I think the weight could be really, really worth it. I'm going to take Jamison Williams here in the 26th spot to the Titans who need help. Because after all, look, A.J. Brown is a stud, but they need a lot of help around him. And Julio Jones just doesn't cut it anymore for me. Big wide receiver, 
you know, if he's available, Drake London would be great there, but 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 I'm going to go Jameson Williams because I think London's going to be gone by that point. Um, you know, 27 Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I could see them going offense or defense in this particular spot. Maybe um, Bernard Raymond out of Central Michigan has, has been kind of talked about. Um, Jermaine Johnson from Florida State could be a real steal at the back end of this draft. In fact, the Buffalo Bills may want to look at him as another edge rusher. Uh, although I, I think the Bills, you know, back to them, by the way, if there is a corner that's available, I, I think the Bills should, and I, st- I should have added this in, I think the Bills should go corner in the first round as long as one of the really, really, really good ones, you know, uh, one of the top two guys is available. Like if, if, if they drop, um, you know, that might be Ahmad Gardner out of Cincinnati. It might be Stingley out of LSU. Right, it could be any of those corners, but if they can get one stud corner, uh, I think you got to take them. Um, but then maybe you just say uh, the guy that we want at corner, we can get him in the second or third round. We got to keep building up that defensive line to see if we can find a superstar difference maker, and then that's where you jump in to try to get a Devonte Wyatt at D tackle, uh, you know, to plug things up and, and a guy who can stop the run and get after the passer. Uh, or, you know, you go for Jermaine Johnson. You just put him with Russo. You know, maybe he's your replacement for Jerry Hughes. You put him on the other side of, because uh, I think Jermaine Johnson's an instant impact guy out of Florida State. I think you can plug him right in, and you can play right on the defensive line. Not every down, but I think he could be there multiple downs uh, for sure. So keep an eye on that. Tampa Bay, I think, going O-line at 27. If Kenyon Green is available from a and I, I think they could lean that way. Uh, is it the Kyle Trask era? Are they going to go into free agency to replace Tom Brady? I don't know, but either way, uh, Tampa Bay needs a little bit more help on the offensive line. Green Bay Packers at number 28. Again, I think they probably go wide receiver here, but who's available at this point? Uh, is Williams gone? Is 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 London gone? Is uh, Olave, uh, Chris Olave gone? Um, maybe Jahan Dotson is available uh, for Green Bay at number 28 out of Penn State. Uh, interesting, if he doesn't go there, I think he'd go to number 29. Uh, at Miami, um, no matter what, Miami needs more pop and firepower. You put a player like Dotson next to Waddle, that could be huge, huge, huge for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, if Dotson's available there, I think the Dolphins take him. Packers, if he's available there, I think the Packers could take him. Uh, I think both those picks are wide receivers. Whoever's available, the best wide receiver on the board, I think Green Bay at 28, 29 Miami, they're both going to take a wide out. Kansas City Chiefs, interesting deal here. I had mentioned the o, uh, the O tackle Bernard Raymond out of Central Michigan. Uh, if he's available there, uh, probably would be a good pick. Uh, adding depth, he could slide to the early third, uh, or somebody might fall in love with him and take him in the top twenty. There's no question. He's kind of a risk reward offensive tackle. Kansas City remade their entire offensive line, obviously, after the 2020 campaign. It worked out pretty well. They lost a few people, brought a bunch of guys in, and uh, you know they were one win away from another Super Bowl. Uh, so I think they'll go O-line, and I think Bernard Raymond is a smart bet there. Uh, Jermaine Johnson, you know Zion Johnson, the last two guys here maybe to look at. If Johnson is not uh, taken, the Detroit Lions uh, have another pick from the L.A. Rams, in the um, you know in the crazy world of Detroit, just loading up all these picks, and the crazy world of the Rams, just completely saying screw it, we're going for the here and now, win now type of a thing. Our window is open. Uh, I-, I could see Detroit really making a-, a a major statement on the defensive line, 
in this in this draft, bookend defensive edge rushers. You know, Aiden Hutchison, opposite a guy like Jermaine Johnson, if available, look out. If not, maybe some offensive line help there or an offensive weapon, a receiver, somebody who's available at that point. Zion Johnson out of Boston College, I think they'll probably go, the the, the Bengals will probably go offensive line. He's a guy also who can play tackle, he can play guard, uh, but, but this Bengals team, they need offensive line in the absolute worst way. Uh, and, and I think, uh, and I'm recording this mock draft before the Super Bowl, obviously. Um, so we'll, we'll we'll see what happens uh, on this side of things. But man, this is going to be uh, this is going to be pretty interesting stuff here. Um, you know, the Bengals, the Bengals offensive line, they get a couple pieces there, and they keep everybody else around, and that defense together, they're going to be hurt from big time. And Joe Burrow has obviously changed the entire situation there. Uh, I, I'll go Zion Johnson, Boston College offensive tackle and guard. So those are some thoughts on the first round uh, NFL draft, just a little mock situation. I'm Mike Lindsley. This is the ML Sports Platter. Go ahead and hit me up on Twitter, at Mike L Sports. We are brought to you by the Syracuse Fitness Store. Go ahead and visit them on Erie Boulevard. The best workout equipment around, if you're in and around central New York, they've got the treadmills, the workout uh, weights and all the rest, workout mats, uh, Stairmasters, it's all there head on over to the Syracuse Fitness Store. And uh, also a big tip of the cap, thank you to Liverpool Physical Therapy, Rosie's Corner, Ken's Auto Detailing, and Barks and Rec Doggy Daycare. Again, Route 11 Cicero. If you're in and around Central New York, bring your dog there while you're at work for a day of play with the other pups. Doggy Daycare and Hotel Dog Wash and Grooming, going away for a, 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 you know, a mini two-day vacation, they can take your pup there as well. Barks and Rec Doggy Daycare is a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. Again, hit me on Twitter, at Mike L Sports, and as I always tell you, enjoy the games. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube you know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks that's what our podcast people are the worst brings you with each episode i'm rachel And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.